Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Thursday edition of the program. We are really moving through the week. Glad to have you with us today. Lots to get to. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective each weekday in this hour. And in this offseason, a lot of excitement about Indiana basketball. We also have been treated to a number of local headlines in the sports world as well. We're going to have a mix of both here on our Thursday program. Let's begin with the show lineup brought to you by Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment, we'll take a look at some headlines from today, including, I think, some pretty interesting recruiting news. Xavier Booker has announced he's going to trim his massive list of schools that uh, continue to recruit him and offer him scholarships, so we'll talk about that. And uh, Jalen Harrelson from Fishers High School, you've heard his name a lot over the last uh, season of high school basketball or so. He is really cementing his spot as a top uh, freshman, well now sophomore to be, in the country, and he's had some really big scholarship offers come in here in recent days after the first July evaluation period. So we'll cover some of those items and more. A little note on Gabe Cups, the Michigan State tidbit to pass along, and a few other things coming up here in segment one. Later in the show, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. He is always with us on Thursdays for the latest on IU basketball, and there's plenty to get to with Alex today when he joins us a little bit later in the hour. And then a local segment coming up later in the program. Timmy Redford will be the new New Albany baseball coach. He will replace his former coach and a legendary baseball figure in southern Indiana and really throughout the state, Chris McIntyre, who was a little surprising in his announcement at the conclusion of the New Albany season. He was going to resign from his position, retire from coaching. And uh, Timmy Redford, a named earlier this week, as the new skipper of the New Albany baseball program. And so Coach Redford, someone I have known for many years since he was a young man uh, in the New Albany community, he'll join us today as the head coach of the New Albany baseball program. So that's going to be fun a little bit later in the hour today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. Uh, always appreciate your questions and comments for our guests or topics you'd uh, like to bring up on the show, whatever it may be. Send me a text. Get your phone out. Uh, 502-414-1450 is that number. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And at Thornton's, it's Summer Cash Bash. 
Each week, one Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Open your Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and much more using your Refreshing Rewards card. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, no problem. All you got to do is send the word rewards to 80313. Again, text rewards to 80313 today. Let's get into some headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. First, uh, some recruiting things to pass along. Xavier Booker of Indianapolis Cathedral, who again, uh, you would have to be living under a rock to not know who he is. His team played at New Albany uh, during the last high school basketball season. The Cathedral played at Floyd Central uh, last year, really as his name was starting to percolate around and garner attention. But once Cathedral won the 4A state championship, and he got into that spring live period. There were two weekends when the coaches could be out on the road. Uh, that is when his recruitment really started to take off, landing a number of scholarship offers. Indiana has been recruiting him now for a, a long period of time. If there's one benefit that I think Indiana has, and other locals as well, that they have just been involved with Booker long before he became a top-tier national prospect. But uh, Xavier tweeted over the uh, earlier this week, that he is going to announce his top schools at 6 p.m. Eastern time on July 25th. So it sounds to me like all of this new interest, plus some of the longstanding interest that Xavier Booker has had, he's going to trim that list down. I don't know if it'll be a top five, a top ten. You see kids, players nowadays, uh, you think, is that really uh, much of a uh, of a list cut when you still have 10, 12, 15 schools on their list? But it does appear there's some movement forward. Uh, in Booker's recruitment and would be surprised if Indiana, based on a recent unofficial there, is not involved in the list cut, but you never know. So uh, we'll be paying attention to that as the month of July basketball unfolds and still a lot of action ahead for Booker and for the IU coaches to watch this month. We'll have more on that coming up soon about where we expect IU uh, to have a presence the rest of this month of July. But you can, can bet that the IU coaches, like so many others, uh, will continue to follow and watch every move that Xavier Booker uh, and his travel team uh, make this month. Also, uh, Jalen Harrelson of Fishers, who's going to be a sophomore, an outstanding prospect in our state, someone that uh, I'd heard about as an eighth grader and heard he would be really good. And when you see him in high school playing against some of the top-tier competition that the Indianapolis area has to offer, you know that he is going to be a special player. It's a really good class. The 2025 class is here in the Hoosier State because of Harrelson at Fishers, and you've heard me say the word, the name Trent Sicily at Heritage Hills as well. Both of those guys have lots of offers. Indiana very interested. And Jalen Harrelson specifically, uh, although Sicily has had some new offers as well, but Harrelson, uh, just that I can recall off the top of my head here in recent days, has had a scholarship offer from Iowa and from Michigan and also from Michigan State most recently as well. So his recruitment specifically has really skyrocketed. He's added a number of Big Ten offers and some others as well to throw in the mix here during July. And as he plays more hoops this month, I can assure you there's a whole nother host of schools watching 
uh, and waiting to see if they're going to offer him a, a scholarship as well. So I think he will be the next really, really big name in our state. I think it's probably easy and safe to predict that at this point. But uh, I think his recruitment has a chance to get to the national level beyond just the Big Ten schools and Midwestern Division One programs. It would not surprise me if his development continues that he doesn't expand uh, on the list of schools and those that have offered him scholarships. But he definitely is going to be a fun fun one to watch next uh, year when high school basketball gets back underway in our state. Also, a Big Ten note to pass along. I thought this was interesting. I know we're still so far off from the season, but uh, I, I love these little special games. And nowadays, you never know what college basketball, college sports organizers are going to try to do different. This one has been been done before, uh, but Michigan State and Gonzaga are going to play on an aircraft carrier, the USS Abraham Lincoln, uh, at Naval Air Station North Island in San Diego, uh, November 11th. It'll be the day after Veterans Day. So uh, a big game for the Big Ten Conference and for the Spartans and obviously Gonzaga, who these days seems to be a national uh, championship contender heading into each and every season. But a big non-conference game for Michigan State uh, and really a big early season showcase in college basketball. And of course, the the aircraft carrier, the tie-in the day after Veterans Day, I think is extra cool as well. But that's another big game to put on your calendar for those of you that like to follow the Big Ten Conference. And getting back into recruiting for just a moment as I skip around here a bit, a number of 2023 and 2024, so guys that will be seniors and others that will be juniors next season, have said to all sorts of media folks out there since or during or since the uh, the first live evaluation period in July that they plan to visit Indiana. We've we've mentioned some of them. T.J. Power from uh, way up in the Northeast, Massachusetts. He's uh, looking to visit Indiana. We told you how he had an unbelievable weekend and added scholarship offers from Kansas, UCLA, and North Carolina coming out of the weekend. But a number of other guys as well talking about visits. I saw Cohen Carr, a six foot six. Six wing forward that we've discussed. He put IU in his top five schools that are recruiting him the hardest right now. I saw on on the On3 recruiting website, and just a number of other other guys uh, uh, that uh, Derek Queen, a, an intriguing name in the 2024 class, a five-star power forward, and Liam McNeely, also 2024, a five-star, uh, working to set up visits to Indiana. So I think that's what you look for in the month of July. Not often in the month of July. It has happened. But not often in the month of July do you get a lot of commitments or even sometime coming right out of the month, there, there's not a whole bunch of commitments always in August or late July. But I think one thing you look for is the guys that Indiana is following, uh, the guys that Indiana is putting so much time into watching and evaluating where they would fit in uh, at these summer basketball stops is that they want to see the campus. And they want to take the next step to make that recruiting process a little bit more serious. And so a, a visit, whether it be official or an unofficial visit, uh, or is kind of that next step for some of these guys that have never been to, to Bloomington, never been to the IU campus. So I think that's kind of the gauge right now that uh, with all the schools, TJ Power and some of the others that I mentioned or hearing from, Indiana is on their mind as far as wanting to get there, uh, see the campus, and take a visit there as well. Wanted to mention also Gabe Cups, who's headed to IU from Centerville, Ohio. By the way, Centerville will play at New Albany. We've talked about that uh, this coming winter in the high school basketball season, and Reed Shepard, who is uh, down at North Laurel High School in Kentucky and who's going to play for UK. Both of those guys play on the same Midwest Basketball Club travel team. It's an Adidas circuit team, 
and they recently both appeared together on a podcast on the Field of 68, which is the podcast network put together by Jeff Goodman, college basketball analyst. And Both of those guys, my takeaway, and I didn't get to watch the whole thing yet, but both of those guys are going to make a lot of money on NIL when they get to college. They're both great personalities. They both know how to answer questions. Uh, they're both fun to listen to, and they're just high school kids at this point. Uh, both have great social media following. Shepard's father, obviously, played at Kentucky as well, and he's been heralded as a great prospect from the Bluegrass State uh, since a young age, and Gabe Cups has been known now for some years. He's got that LeBron connection that we talked some about last week. He works out with him very often, but uh, just interesting to, to hear those guys talk about their friendship and playing together and uh, future at being at Indiana and Kentucky, and you got to wonder if those guys stick around for a while at their respective colleges when they get there. Uh, will we see the Hoosiers and Wildcats Will we see Cups and Shepard go against each other in college, which uh, would obviously be interesting given especially their history together. But would the, would they play together, play against each other, I should say, uh, in their college time? And that obviously remains to be seen. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send me a text on IU Basketball on recruiting, on the roster, the schedule for next season. Uh, we'll get it on the air with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall when he joins us coming up after the commercial break. Also still ahead, new New Albany baseball coach, Coach Timmy Redford will join the program as well. He recently was approved as the new baseball coach at New Albany. Former player there, comes from the college ranks, and we'll talk with Coach Redford a little bit later in the program today. Stay with us. You're listening to a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt daily at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich inside the hall. My guest, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Alex, I feel like uh, every day uh, there is some recruiting news to pass along. I guess it's just the time of year. It's the offseason, number one. And number two, we're in the middle of July when uh, the coaches can get out on the road and there is so much uh, I shouldn't say high school basketball, but travel basketball this month for some of the prospects that uh, Indiana is following. The big news uh, yesterday, Xavier Booker announcing he's going to cut his list down. We don't know if that's going to be five or ten or two or how many schools, but he definitely is going to trim his list some. And a lot of guys that Indiana is interested in, T.J. Power, a big name that we've talked about a lot in July, getting additional offers, North Carolina, Kansas, and UCLA. So there's moving parts every day in the recruiting process, Alex. I can't imagine being a coach, uh, being out on the road on a daily basis and trying to keep up with everything and also figure out what's best for your own team. Yeah, the Booker situation to me is is pretty uh, interesting simply from the standpoint of, you know, he's blown up so much. Uh, he blew up in the spring and obviously has that new 
really high ranking by a couple of the services, but he got all those offers that we don't really know exactly which schools he's most interested in. Uh, obviously, we know he was on campus recently in Indiana. We know Michigan State's put in a ton of work. We know he visited Notre Dame, but other than that, we don't really have a, a ton of insight as to which schools he's most interested in when he has that many offers. It's kind of hard to narrow it down. So to have him coming up here, uh, putting out a list, I think that's going to give a little bit more clarity uh, on the situation, which schools are most interested in him. A lot of times the school will throw out an offer and then really not watch the kid at all in July. So uh, it, it's meaningless in terms of uh, the, the kid actually ending up at that school. So I think it's notable uh, that he's going to have that list coming out, and, and we'll uh, look forward to that. As With, as with T.J. Power, you know, I saw him at the EYBL stop that was in Louisville, and I was really impressed just getting a chance to watch him play. It, just how hard how hard he played, how smart of a player he was, and a lot of the little things that he does uh, on the court. And it sounds like in Kansas City he had an outstanding week and uh, is being rewarded uh, for that play with uh, a ton of offers. Uh, the names you mentioned, it also sounds like Duke may get involved there too. So Indiana may have a hands full uh, in that recruitment trying to – to land him, but they were in there a little earlier than some of those schools, and I, I know that they are hopeful that they can get him on campus uh, sometime after July for an official visit. So, as you mentioned, Matt, a lot of moving parts here with recruiting, uh, and I think the fall uh, is going to bring a pretty good amount of, of official visits uh, to Bloomington, and should be a great time for, for people to be on campus with football, and and uh, just it's always a beautiful time of year to visit Bloomington when the, when the leaves are turning and uh, basketball is just on the horizon. Alex, I mentioned this in the first segment, and I think this is true, but a good way to gauge how the recruiting processes are going, especially for some of the guys that are going to be seniors next year that are fairly late into their recruiting process, is are they talking about making a visit to Indiana, or have they already been to Indiana and maybe talking about making a return trip to the Bloomington campus? So the fact that Power gets all these new scholarship offers but is still talking about an IU visit, the fact that Xavier Booker is getting ready to cut his list but was recently, before July started, uh, on an unofficial visit, his second visit to the IU campus in the last oh, three or four months, I think that's got to be good news if you're evaluating where Indiana stands with some of these key names that we're talking about. For sure. I mean, we hear and we see on social media all the time about offers and interest, um, but I've always been in the mindset that, especially for guys that are outside of the natural recruiting region for Indiana, I'm talking about places where it's not easily drivable. I mean, Indiana kids, Ohio kids, Illinois kids, it's easy to pop over for an unofficial visit or, you know, you'll see a lot of kids will they'll take three or four days and they'll go see four or five schools in the immediate vicinity. But when a kid is, you know, on the East Coast or somewhere that's going to require them to fly in uh, for a visit, um, you know, it, it's one thing to say you're going to, you, you want to visit and you're interested in a school. It's another thing to actually show up on campus. And I think a lot of times, that's when the process uh, be becomes uh, a little bit more serious. And we've seen over the years, uh, ultimately the guys that ended up committing, uh, with the exception of the of the year there where we had uh, the, the kind of the moratorium on in-person recruiting, you're not going to get a kid to commit or be serious about your school unless you get them on campus. So I think it's really important uh, that Indiana get a guy like Jamie Kaiser on campus, TJ Power, some of these names that were we're talking a lot about, and we know that the school, the Indians, really interested in. I think the next logical process is 
getting those players on campus. And I think at that point is when you have a chance to really get them uh, interested in your, in your school and uh, ultimately commit. Alex Bozich inside the hall starting our conversation today with some IU recruiting information. Alex, as we look to the roster and the team for next season, uh, there's so many different things to think about and wonder about players, key players back, uh, new players coming in. One new player, Malik Renault, uh, that will be a freshman that comes from Montverde. That was the latest addition to uh, the IU class of incoming freshmen. He's highly ranked, highly thought of, uh, had a great year his uh, final season of high school basketball. We're going to get a chance to hear from him. Uh, later today as IU continues making players and others available almost on a weekly basis in the offseason. He's going to be the latest newcomer to join the media. So I think we'll learn a little bit more about the guy maybe of all the recruits that even though we know he's really good and comes in with a lot of promise, we haven't heard as much from him as some of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that obviously uh, the fall, uh, last fall, we covered his recruitment a little bit, but Kind of like I said, he never made a visit to Indiana, and he ultimately ends up committing to Florida, and then Indiana gets a chance to to recruit him again after the coaching change at Florida, and it was clear at that point that he was interested uh, in coming to Bloomington. So uh, I, I had a chance to talk to him after he committed. I found him to be a pretty insightful uh, kid, uh, gave really, some really good answers to questions that I had. So I'm, I'm – Actually pretty excited to see what he has to say today and uh, how things have been going for him since uh, he got to Bloomington. And not as much pressure on him, I don't think, next season as a guy like Jalen Hood-Shifino just based on the fact that um, he's got Race Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis in the front court and jo- Jordan Geronimo. Those guys uh, maybe take a little bit of the pressure off him to be thrust into the spotlight and play a lot. But I think ultimately he's a guy that, you look at long-term uh, is going to be a huge part of the program. And I think next season, if he's able to come off the bench and give, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game of productive play, uh, he, he's a guy with his talent level and with what he can do in terms of his, his ability to score in the post can ultimately raise the ceiling for this Indiana team by quite a bit. So he's definitely somebody that Indiana fans should be uh, excited about. And I don't think that he's a guy that, is really a threat to you know leave after one season. So I think long term he's a he's a guy that could stick around in Bloomington for for multiple seasons and be a big part of what Mike Woodson's hoping to build over these next couple of years. Alex, kind of following up on what you said about uh, Malik uh, from this freshman class, is Hood Chafino a legit candidate to maybe be a, a one year college player, or do you think that he and this entire incoming freshman class could be around for a couple seasons or longer? Yeah, it's really hard to say uh, with incoming freshmen outside of the guys who are ranked uh, super, super high. I mean, those guys have an expectation that they're going to be a one-and-done. But, you know, going back to last season, you look at a guy like Malachi Branham, who was at Ohio State, he was similarly ranked to Hood Shafino, and I don't think a lot of people thought he'd be a one-and-done. Or Blake Wesley, um, who comes into Notre Dame and is ranked, I think, somewhere – closer to 100 than he was uh, to the top 25. and he, He's a one-and-done. So I think a lot of it comes down to opportunity, uh, and I think Jalen hood Shafino is going to have a lot of it, but it also comes down to what skills do you have that translate to the NBA immediately. And hood Shafino, as college-ready as his body is, I don't know that he's the elite athlete maybe as some of the guys who are one-and-done. I think long-term he's definitely got a chance to play 
uh, at that level, but I'm not sure that I see him uh, being a guy that, that the NBA is going to be interested in, uh, in a, after a year. But if he is, and he ultimately ends up being a guy that, that can leave after a season, I think that's really a feather in the cap for, for Mike Woodson and the Indiana program. If you take a guy that's a little bit lower ranked uh, and make him uh, a one-and-done, you can sell that to future recruits. And ultimately, I mean, as much as Indiana fans don't want to hear this, you want players to progress in their career and have a chance to go pro and further themselves in their career because that means they had a lot of success while they were in your program, and ultimately it's going to help you uh, in recruiting down the road as well. All right, Alex, uh, one other question. Somebody sent this in to me. Uh, there were four IU players, Miller Cop, Xavier Johnson, Anthony Lill, and Tamara Bates, that were supposed to play in Kyle Guy's new pro-am up in Indianapolis that began on Tuesday night. And there was a little graphic that went out in advance of Tuesday games mentioning there would be some Hoosiers uh, in attendance with pictures and names of those four that I just mentioned. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't play. And we don't know exactly what happened or if the school asked them not to play or if there was a conflict or who knows. But my question is, these guys are playing all the time, whether it's pickup games against each other in Bloomington or whether perhaps occasionally an outside opportunity it's not a situation where they're not going to play full court, pick up high intensity basketball all off season long uh, due to the concern of injuries. I mean, these guys are playing uh, open gym pickup. I would imagine there are some very competitive games going on in the evenings in Bloomington right now. Yeah, they're definitely playing a lot on campus. I think the difference in an instance like this is on campus, you're kind of under the supervision of, you know, the Indiana uh, medical staff and, and things like that, and you're 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 in a kind of a controlled environment. Uh, I don't know the exact. I, I didn't really pay too much attention to that uh, announcement and, and uh, wh- what exactly happened there. Um, my guess would be that uh, Indiana, the preference was for them not to play in something like that. Um, I, I do remember an instance. Uh, in Tom Crean's tenure earlier in his tenure where there were some players that played in a, a pro-am type of event in Indianapolis and we got to go up there and watch that and uh, talk to some of those guys but I don't really see the upside for the players in doing that and I don't see the upside uh, for the for Indiana uh, from the Indiana perspective uh, if somebody gets hurt in a, in a meaningless offseason exhibition game uh, that's obviously something that could be catastrophic to the season next year. And from the players' perspective, uh, their first obligation is to IU and fulfilling their scholarship and their teammates. There's really no reason for them to go play in that. I understand there's maybe a good opportunity to get some uh, some reps in, but you can do that uh, in the friendly confines of, of Cook Hall and Assembly Hall with your teammates uh, rather than going and, and playing in a – in an event uh, that the pro honestly, Matt, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that NBA guys do that stuff as much as they do because they're under contract for tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars at times, and if somebody gets injured in a situation like that, it's just not good for anybody involved. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us Thursdays as we talk IU basketball. Alex, I mentioned in our headlines today that Michigan State and Gonzaga are going to play right after Veterans Day on an aircraft carrier. And it kind of got me thinking, obviously we know IU's non-conference schedule. We know where this team is projected by a lot of folks out there to maybe win the Big Ten Conference or be near the top of the conference this season. 
overall, now that things have settled, the dust has settled from movement and NBA and transfer portal for the most part, uh, where do you see the conference overall next year? Where do you see the Big Ten ranking among the other, I guess we can still call it Power Five for now, although that seems to be changing? Yeah, I mean, I think the ACC is going to bounce back uh, and be better than it was last season. Uh, I think the Big Ten is going to take a little bit of a step back. I think just with the amount of high-level NBA talent that has departed the conference, I mean, you, you lose a Jaden Ivey, you lose a Keegan Murray, you lose an EJ Liddell, uh, you lose Johnny Davis. Uh, the list goes on of guys that got picked in, in the draft. You, there's no question that the overall talent level of the Big Ten is going to take a step back. I think the Big 12 will once again be a really good league. I mean, those are going to be the top three leagues, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know exactly what order they'll be in, but the, the ACC, the Big 10, uh, and the Big 12 have kind of established themselves as the three premier leagues in college basketball over the course of the last several years. I don't expect that to change. Um, you, know, you mentioned Michigan State. Uh, we've talked a lot about Indiana's non-conference schedule and, and how difficult it's going to be. I'm not sure if you've seen Michigan State's schedule, Matt, but it's it's even tougher than Indiana's. So there's going to be a ton of opportunity for Big Ten teams and non-conference play to pick up uh, wins that are uh, can really help the league. And it's up to teams like Indiana and Michigan State, who are expected to be you know top four or five teams in the Big Ten, to really uh, have some success and, and have a chance to to carry that mantle for the conference and, and give them a chance. Uh, because a lot of times, what sets the the bar for your league going into conference play is how did you do in non-conference play? And if the Big Ten goes out in non-conference play and has a really strong showing in the ACC Challenge and the Gavit Games and these other events that Michigan State and Indiana are playing in, uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely a chance for the Big Ten to maybe outperform some of the, the early prognostications. But right now I'd say uh, it'll be tough for the Big Ten to be the top league in the, in the country next year, but I think they'll be top three for sure. Alex Bozich inside the hall talking IU basketball for next season. Trace Jackson Davis, you know, the big piece back for the Hoosiers, Alex. And really since his decision to return to college, we haven't had a whole bunch of discussion about him. But his summer plans with Cliff Marshall as far as getting stronger and ready for the upcoming season and then working with the coaches on the court. Uh, the question I get is, do you hear anything? Have you heard, is he working on his outside jump shot? What is a workout for Trace Jackson Davis look like in this offseason, and I don't think that you and I will ever fully know the answer to that, but it's hard to believe that Trace, who's trying to expand his game and and get more uh, likely to be drafted in the NBA draft after another season of college basketball, I've got to believe that we see even more of an effort to get him out on the floor at times and possibly some more shots from the perimeter at, at some point. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, Mike Woodson said as much when he when he talked to us at Hubers that it wasn't necessarily a mandate from him to not take threes. It was more on Trace to be a little more aggressive, and he was going to encourage him to do that, and I think that'll be the case next season. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big year for Trace from a leadership perspective, and I think we saw some of that when he talked to us uh, back in May, just talking about some of the expectations that he had for himself and for his teammates and how he's not, you know, going to be messing around. I would, I would think that his work ethic this summer, uh, hopefully will match what he, what he talked about. And he, he's a leader and a guy that's, uh, kind of setting the tone for his teammates. So it's, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how Trace, uh, looks next season as a player. Um, I, I definitely think he needs to get stronger and, uh, a little bit more capable of, uh, you know, 
taking the, the physicality uh, that there is in, in the Big Ten on a night and night out basis. I mean, he's always, always been pretty reliable in terms of that, but I think next season it's going to be even more demanding on him because the attention is going to be even more on him, and Indiana is expected to, to be a team that has a chance to contend at the top of the Big Ten next season. So it's going to be an interesting year and I think a big year for Trace. All right, uh, talking with Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex is always with us Thursdays. We talk IU basketball and more in this segment. And uh, Alex, as the month continues, a lot of more, a lot more recruiting stuff, a lot more opportunities for the coaches to be out on the road. And then before you know it, it's August and football is here, and recruiting visits pick up, and then all of a sudden it'll be time for the season. And I know that everybody listening today including you and I, are excited for that. Alex, thank you for your chat today once again. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks, uh, and I look forward to our conversations each week. All right, Alex Bozich with me here on the show. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, uh, a local sports segment, Timmy Redford, a former New Albany baseball player who has went on to coach college as an assistant down in Georgia, and a lot of baseball experience for this young man. He's coming home to take over the new Albany baseball program, which has been one of the great ones here over the years in southern Indiana. Look forward to our first conversation with Coach Redford when we come back here after the break. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back. Final segment here on this Thursday program. This is one of these uh, interviews coming up that makes me realize, you know, I've I've been doing this for a few years already because it seems like just yesterday, Timmy Redford was starring for the New Albany Bulldogs baseball team. It's a guy I've known for many years and known his family as well. And now Coach Tim Redford, as an adult, is coming back to New Albany High School to lead the baseball program. Of course, uh, we all know Chris McIntyre, the longtime boss of the Bulldogs, a legendary baseball figure in our state, announced his retirement from coaching at the conclusion of the season, opening the door for Coach Redford to come home to New Albany. Coach, welcome back, and congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, I'm very excited to get back home. Uh, I'm still currently in Georgia, but I'll be back in New Albany late next week, and just excited to get the ball rolling and and uh, hopefully do some do some great things, Coach Redford. I, I know how much New Albany means to you as a former student and player there. I also know that you've kept in very close contact with Coach McIntyre and the baseball program over the years. Is this kind of a dream come true scenario? I mean, I can remember you as a young a young player saying you wanted to be a coach and someday I'd like to come home and coach the Bulldogs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I kind of knew that I wanted to be a coach early on um, in my high school days as a freshman and sophomore. And, you know, I was lucky enough to continue playing after high school and uh, was very lucky to get the opportunity that I had to come down here and coach ball um, down in Georgia. Um, but you're right, Matt. It's, it was always on my mind. Um, it happened sooner than, than I would have expected, to be completely honest with you. Um, but, 
no doubt it, it it is kind of a dream come true scenario um get to come back home and and lead a program that you know i put the same jersey on um for four years and get to get back home with friends and family you know as the last six years i've been i haven't been home much just from playing and coaching so it, it, it's going to be really nice to to get back home and and uh you know obviously I grew up there my whole life and it's just it's exciting Talking with Tim Redford, the new New Albany baseball coach, he was approved earlier this week. Uh, coach Redford, uh, let's talk a little bit before we get into your plans at New Albany about what you've been up to since your playing days. You've been an assistant coach at a college in Georgia, and you've had an opportunity to lead a college a wooden bat team in summer league play the last few summers as well. So it's been all baseball for you even after your playing days came to a close. Yeah, so I was, like I mentioned, I was very fortunate uh, to get down here at Reinhardt University. Um, it's a small private NAIA school um, just north of Atlanta. Um, and I just finished up my second year there uh, as an assistant. Um, learned a heck of a lot from uh, the guys I worked for down here, uh, our head coach. He he got into it as a young age, um, was the head coach at a young age. And, you know, he's been to some World Series. And so I learned a, learned a lot under those guys. And then um, – Coaching the collegiate summer team um, was something that was kind of last second two summers ago. Um, I was supposed to be the assistant, and they couldn't find the head guy, and, you know, they, they gave me a chance. And um, it's, it's, it's been a really good experience uh, to coach that team, you know, recruiting guys from all over the all over the country. Got, got some kids from Venezuela, got kids from California, you know, all different types of players. And um, it's a very good league. Um, it's, it's getting better. Um, and it'll only get better. It's a fairly newer summer league. Um, it's probably it's not on par with the Cape Cods and the Coastal Plains, but I mean it's, it's well on its way um, to to being a really good league. But no, it's it's been a blast these last two years, and you know I've I've learned a lot, and I've, I've obviously I'm going to keep learning more, you know, as the years go on. But um, now it's time to bring some of that experience back home and lead the lead this new program. Coach Redford of New Albany Baseball, my guest. Coach, what does it mean to come back to New Albany and replace your coach, Chris McIntyre, who is just a, a great baseball guy? It doesn't matter where you go in the Hoosier State, uh, north to south, east to west, people know Coach Mack. What does it mean to replace him, your coach, your leader, when you were a Bulldog? Um, it's special. Um, I don't know if it's fully set in for me yet. You know, it's, it's only been a couple days, and you know, my head's been kind of kind of spinning ever ever since um i accepted the job and no it's it's really special coach mac um hall of fame coach like you said he taught me a lot um in my four years with him um i mean his biggest thing i would say is he got me prepared for life you know after baseball once i was done playing baseball and a lot of mad you know and people listening probably know baseball is you know it's a lot like life i mean the game of failure and um you learn how to fail and how to handle adversity and you know obviously in your life you're, you're faced with many many failures and many challenges and that's probably my my number one goal is you know if a lot of these kids life after high school um you know if they're lucky they'll they'll get to sign and go play college but you know a lot of these kids that I'm going to coach um their playing days are going to be over after high school and you know they're going to be going in, into college moving away from home and going to the real world and I'm just trying to not only get these kids better on the field, obviously, but get them prepared for life after baseball, you know, to be a better husband, to be a better father, um, and stuff like that. 
Coach Redford, uh, coming back to where you played, obviously, is a is a special deal. I'm curious, what's the reaction been since the word slowly got out earlier this week that you had landed the job uh, from some of your former teammates and friends that uh, played and are involved with the new Albany baseball program? It's it's been awesome, man. I uh, all my friends are, are stoked. I, I I got a lot of texts and a lot of calls um, all day Tuesday and and uh, carried into yesterday. I mean, it's 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 great knowing I'm coming home and and you know hopefully the support continues. But no, the support's been great, man. I mean, my phone hasn't stopped ringing, you know, for for two days, and my phone hasn't rang like that ever. So um, it's it's really cool to have former players reaching out, you know. Josh Rogers reached out. Um, a lot of the guys that I played with um, have reached out and just are excited to to see what I can do when I come back. And um, it's it's been exciting. Coach Southern Indiana baseball and New Albany have been really good now for a number of years. You've had a chance to play in this environment. Uh, you had a chance to recruit uh, high school programs, so you understand, I think, probably what makes this area so special and how good this area really is. And now to come back and lead one of the key programs in this area, obviously, is big stuff. Any insight from a coaching perspective and maybe a college coaching perspective as a recruiter, what has made this area so good now for so long when it comes to baseball? Well, I think it all stems back to the Little League. Um, you know, when when I was in New Albany playing Little League, there was only two fields. And, you know, now I come back and go to this big complex that, you know, has, you know, six to eight fields, however many it has. But I think it all stems back to that and um, just the community caring um, about baseball. And, you know, they even stemming in over to Louisville and into southern Indiana, the, the baseball in that area um, has always and, you know, hopefully will continue to, to grow but you know Matt like you said it's in in my opinion it's one of the hardest sectionals um in the state of Indiana I mean obviously you got the the teams up in Indianapolis that are they're really good too but man I mean the the one and done you know in the sectional down here with Jeff and Floyd and Bedford I mean it's it's a beast and it's going to continue to be a beast and um and on terms of recruiting I mean I honestly think some some really good players have got over uh, overlooked in this area. Um, I'll use Drew Campbell as an example. Um, I played with Drew and obviously played against him at Jeff. He uh, gets recruited by a small junior college in Illinois, spends one year there, and then goes to Louisville. And now now he's playing in um, Double A or Single A. I can't I can't totally remember, but there's been multiple stories like that that guys kind of get overlooked, and I don't know you know why that is and. Not everybody gets overlooked, but I, I think there's been some because it's just there's so much talent there, man, and um, it's it's just really good baseball, like you said. Coach Redford, the new New Albany baseball coach, joining us here on this Thursday program. Coach, I, I guess the good news is as you come in to take over the job near the end of the summer, school will begin uh, in really at less than two weeks from now. This isn't old school days where you really couldn't do a lot with your team until a certain point leading up to the season because of some new IHSA rules. You'll be able to have workouts and a couple practices two days a week, I guess, at a certain point coming up here in the fall. When will you get to meet the guys or have you? And maybe what's the first couple things you look forward to doing as the new leader of this new Albany baseball program? Yeah, so I've actually already started to reach out um, to some of the returners um, that were on the team uh, on last year's team that you know made that run to the regional championship. 
I just reached out, introduced myself, wanted to, you know, open it up for questions if they had any. Um, but like you said, I mean, school starts August 1st. Um, it's four hours a week. I think you got two days to, to get the four hours in. So, and that's really, it's really uh, good for me just because, you know, I know some of the kids, but I don't know all of them. And, you know, having a fall where I can see them work and get to work with them and get to know them. Um, not only as players, but as, as guys off the field is, is going to be very beneficial, um, which is something a little different than when I played. Like you said, I don't, I think my senior year is when they may have started that or the year after, I can't remember, but, um, it's awesome that they have that now, um, for certain situations like this when a new coach comes in, but no, I plan to have a plan to have a meeting soon, you know, once school starts, um, at some point and then, you know, get the ball rolling with, with some fall work and, carried into spring and then obviously spring is when the game times are here so it's exciting all right timmy redford with us here on this thursday program coach it's awesome to have you back here in the area and we look forward to working with you it it'll be a while but we'll be out there at some games and look forward to seeing you coach your first game as the boss of the bulldogs thank you so much for your time today Yes, sir, Matt. Thanks so much. Look forward to it as well. Thank you. All right, Coach Redford. Always will be Timmy Redford to me, but Coach Tim Redford, the uh, new coach of New Albany Baseball. And, you know, we had Coach McIntyre on a few weeks ago when he announced his retirement. Really, it's been longer than that. Uh, but just an outstanding career by him. And I got to believe that he is smiling today, uh, knowing that one of his former players who has handled himself so well and prepared himself really at a young age for this job uh, is getting a chance to continue the tradition of uh, New Albany baseball. Really one of the good programs and traditional programs in the area. And Coach Tim Redford, the new boss of the baseball Bulldogs. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. A couple reminders, we've got Little League Baseball coverage beginning here on the Big X. Next Saturday, we'll follow the Jeff GRC 12-year-old team as they head off to Newcastle and try to see if they can win a Indiana State Little League Championship. So stay with us for more details on those broadcast times. Also, if you missed the live show or you want to go back and hear an interview, there's plenty of ways you can listen live on the Big X or, of course, uh, recorded as a podcast on demand. All you got to do is search wherever you listen to podcasts for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You'll find us there. You can listen. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is always open during the program at 502-414-1450. And we'll be back with you Friday on our Friday show. Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune is always with us in the final day of the week to talk IU basketball and recruiting and more, and we'll do that with him. Also, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Stars scheduled to be with us as always uh, for the latest on recruiting, and we always get into hoops and high school sports and more uh, when Kyle from the Indy Star is with us here on the program. Have a great Thursday. We will be back on Friday. Don't forget, NBA Summer League continues. I've had a lot of questions. No Romeo Lang. He's not on the Spurs roster. I know a lot of you want to know what he's up to this summer, uh, but no, he is not playing in the summer league as a third-year player going in. Uh, so no Langford, but uh, lots of basketball. The summer league continues, and a look at some of the future stars of the league and some of the guys coming out of the Big Ten this uh, past season playing really well. Have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.